turtles can breathe through their butts. I didn't even know that. <laughs> Fucking crazy. I think we may as well go ahead and say that that's the first line of this this episode. <laughs> Ronald didn't know that he oh, was recording. No. Um, what are you looking at? Just so I can know where that. Where there's that... a there's a. a Instagram account called Google Facts, and there's also a website, I guess. Okay. And turtles breathe out of their asses. So no context, just that fact. Just that Deal fact. with it. Right. And right. that four people in the United States are named Herp Derp, which makes me laugh so hard. Herp Derp is a great How, name. I wonder, like, what's the median age of those four people? Are I know. they all people I... that were born since Team America came out? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Herp Derp. Mm-hmm. And if so, who's naming their delightful bouncing baby boy or girl Herp Derp? Herp Derp. But this is 075, the new episode of Movie Schmovie. The topic is movies that are so bad they're good. Now, this may sound like an oft-covered topic. A lot of people watch things ironically now. Mm-hmm. Um, you watch something that's campy or a B-movie, you know, it's going to be fun to make fun of with your friends. What would be sort of the definition of a so bad it's good movie for you, uh, Steve? You know, it's almost the one that I feel like I have to carry a flag for sometimes. Mm-hmm. The movie that, whether I saw it when I was younger, which actually looking at my list, a lot of them were, mm-hmm. but um, maybe I had no idea what, I had no reference to anything that was really actually good, so I was just okay with it. You know, I had no yeah. no no context, but uh, at this point, I would say it's it's the one that I almost... It, does it does it fall into like it doesn't fall into the guilty pleasure because these movies genuinely are bad. Like I can't defend that they're good in any sense of filmmaking, acting, writing, anything. Right. I think mm-hmm. a guilty pleasure is a movie that is sort of good, but it doesn't like fit the sort of movie that you like to think that you would watch. Like I honestly would sure. think for me sure. something like Fast and Furious Six sure. would probably be a guilty pleasure. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That, I think I'm on the same page. I mean, but I think that, like, a lot so of what bad I it's have. Good. Yeah. It's like legitimately like. The, not only that it's legitimately bad, but they were legitimately trying to make something good, yeah. at least on some level, like a okay. sincere effort to make something good, and they failed, and yet somehow it's watchable. That would be. I was idea. actually hoping that I might be able to fit all of the Twilight films on my list, <laughs> but I enjoyed none of them. Uh. <laughs> Although I know, Ronald, you did. I did. I did. But yeah, so I don't know. It's just the movies that, you know, I think for me personally, a lot looking at my list, I mean, there's so many out there trying to get this list together was very challenging, John. Yes. I must tell you. Well. I spent a lot of time on this. Mm. I'm not 100% confident that my work has paid off, but I am very confident these movies are pieces of shit. Yes. And uh, I would watch them any day of the week. I would say that about all of mine except for one that is a movie that I'm really sorry in advance that I'm even going to talk about in public or that anyone might check out based on me mentioning it. I'm really sorry. Well, then I promise you that I won't (laughs) if I have not already seen it. And you, Ronald, what what sort of, what does that mean to you? So bad it's good. So bad it's good. Uh, (laughs) Oh, so you're very literal. It (laughs) means exactly that. It means that when you mention this this, this film, it looks like the other person that you mentioned this film to smelled a fresh batch of shit out of a, out of a baby's ass. Yeah. When they they're like, "You like that movie? Mm-hmm. You're a fucking idiot." Yeah. If you don't hear that after you mention the movie that you like, then that movie isn't terrible. Well, give us one. Um, Howard the Duck is. Ah! God damn it! Is it on your list too? No. Oh, how was my list? Howard the Duck was my movie when I was a kid. Agreed. I mean, why? Listen, if you got blasted millions of miles through space, ended up on another planet, and were given an IQ test by a janitor, you'd be a little pissed off, too. Well, look, maybe you are trapped in a world you never made, but but I got problems of my own. You know, my, my whole career is falling apart. Your career? 
What about my life? I'm stranded here, shipwrecked. Look at this wonderful exhibit. You see what I mean? I'm a freak, an outcast. It's so lifelike and realistic. Bug off. Excuse me? I said beat it. I didn't know that that was a cinematic failure. I didn't know that until I got older. I didn't know until I watched. I thought that it was the Paramount of filmmaking when I was a kid. Yeah, I didn't know that it was a, a did, failure. Did Paramount make that movie? That might have been why. Oh, maybe they did. <laughs> I think it was 20th Century Fox. I think I actually had like a Howard the Duck shirt when I was a kid. I would love the fun one. I was like five years old when this came out. And I do believe I saw this at five years old. Um I don't know if I should judge my parents for that or not, but it was a very fun time. I do remember. Yeah, it was. It Howard was getting lucky. He looked cool, man. Leah Thompson was hot. I don't know. Do you know who she is? No. You look very cute. The main girl in the film that he's okay. All right, cool. I I I got her face in my head. You might have known her when she lived in the city, named named Caroline back then. The TV series. Okay. Oh, that's her? Yeah. yeah. She's also uh, Marty McFly's uh, beloved and oh, you know, oh, Marty McFly's mother. Yeah. yeah. She's beautiful. Yeah. She's beautiful. Oh, I wow, like the movie a lot. She's also in Some Kind of Wonderful. She was the... Let me tell you right now. She was the stuck-up rich girl in that. That's my movie. Yeah, it is? <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Some Kind of Wonderful is so good. Some Kind of Wonderful. It's like it's like the... Uh, like it, I feel like that's the one that a lot of people overlooked, like of the John Hughes films. Yeah, well, maybe we could talk about teen movies Ooh, one of these days. Mark that down, John. Mm-hmm. I would love to do that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Ron, I couldn't agree more. Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck. It's uh, it's it's currently <laughs> carrying a fifteen percent on Rotten Tomato, which is uh rather Rotten impressive. Tomato. Is that a different side? That's just a one one review. <laughs> Rotten Tomato. Right. It's the sole tomato. <laughs> one guy that hates everything. It threw one fucking tomato at him. It was like that's all you deserve. I'm not wasting any more tomatoes on you. <laughs> Never likes a single movie. Just yeah. one tomato. <laughs> it's a tomato. Tomato. But yeah, good choice. I I, I would have to agree. Howard the Duck was one. Of what do, what are you working with for one of yours, John? Okay, well, there's no chance of overlap here. Um, I'm is gonna, this the one you're apologizing for? No, that one's later in the list. But okay. I, but I'm just going uh, in reverse chronological order. Uh, the most recent no. movie on my list is from 1989. Okay, it's a uh, a sort of lethal weapon ripoff that was <laughs> oh god that was uh, written and directed by a guy named Amir Shirvan. Uh, god rest his soul. Uh, he died in 2006. Mm. Um, Samurai Cop. <laughs> what? <laughs> Samurai Cop is. Um, is a sort of a perversely watchable film. In fact, mm-hmm. I want you guys to see a scene from it. Oh, yes, I'm ready for this. Hello. Hi. How is he? Do you think he'd be able to ask a few questions? No way, his lips are burned. So what, he'll never be able to talk again? Oh, he'll talk again, but you just have to give him a couple of weeks. Next time, guys, catch him in one piece. Thanks, nurse. Do you like what you see? I love what I see. Would you like to touch what you see? Yes. Yes, I would. Would you like to go out with me? Uh Uh-huh. Yes, I would. Would you like to fuck me? (laughs) Bingo. Well, then let's see what you've got. Oh, wow. That's enough of that. Now... What it's got breathtakingly hell? terrible dialogue. Yeah, it's it's got like the performances are stiff. The writing and the the directing and the editing is ham fisted <laughs> yeah. across the board. Um, it's also a great example of a, like a poster and VHS box that has nothing to do with the movie. Really, <laughs> the poster is like 
Like basically, you see the cops that we were dealing with. They were sort mm-hmm. of like your your Murtaugh and what's the Riggs Riggs type cops. They you know not uniform policemen. On the box, it's a it's a yeah you can see it's like <laughs> oh a my. it's like a patrolman holding a severed head and a sword in the in the like an apocalypse. It looks like a horror film. Yeah, it looks like Maniac Cop. Yeah. Um, if you do you mind looking look up uh, Robert Zadar, he's one of, he's the lead guy there. The lead ca- the lead. Uh, <laughs> He list, looks great. The actor that's listed as the lead is oh actually my. the bad guy. But, you know, that is a... That Robert Zadar is like a weirdly big-chinned actor. He's popped up in lots of movies. I've, I looked up, and it's almost like... I want to say he's known for other movies, but I realize known... He's only known, kind of in quotes, for uh, Soul Taker, Maniac Cop, and Pocket Ninjas. Um, but Robert Zadar, what's interesting is he obviously was the biggest star they had in the movie because mm. he's listed first, even right. though he doesn't he play the lead. He's also in Maniac Cop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. I just said that. You did? Steve. <laughs> he said it. I'm too busy reading IMDb. I know, you're too excited. Well, IMDb is a very exciting site. Yeah. <laughs> he's so excited. That guy's face is... Because he's in all of them. Okay, Ronald, I'm going to gonna give you a little a little racist uh, naming convention uh, uh, quiz question here. I'm going to give you the name of the white cop and the black cop, and you tell oh, me which one is the white guy okay, and which one is sure, the black guy. Sure, absolutely. All right. Joe Marshall and Frank Washington. <laughs> <laughs> Washington is always the, <laughs> the white guy, right? <laughs> Let's give him the last name Jenkins. No, Washington sounds a little there, more. This may be the type of movie where the entire thing is up on YouTube. I definitely would recommend oh, that, that people that seek looks... it out. It is, it is truly, you know, it's pretty watchable from beginning to end. But if you just watch the scene called mm-hmm. the the horny nurse. Uh, <laughs> Uh, that scene, and then there's one more scene where they are confronting the bad guys in a in a restaurant, mm-hmm. and uh, and that scene is a clip you see on 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 YouTube quite a bit. I would recommend if you just see those scenes, you've really probably seen the absolute highlights. But of course, at 96 minutes, I mean, it's one of those pretty much all the movies that that I have on here. I'm noticing here, 96 minutes is the longest of them. They're all eternities. They're all slow deaths. But this one is is a pretty fun time with, I'll with definitely the right check people. It out. Yeah. That sounds hilarious. I'd love to watch a couple more scenes. Uh, All right, so so let me see. I, since you you mentioned Howard, Duck, I'm gonna slide in an alternative, right here. This is a very obscure, and it's only because it's a comedy that kind of was a pre-hangover Galifianakis. Uh, it's a movie from '01 called Out Cold. It basically took any kind of like surfer comedy stuff to the to the ski slopes. Yeah, so that... well, I met her at the most beautiful, romantic place on earth. Cancun, Mexico. It was this little cantina called Pedro O'Horny's. Me and Luxie, we had just shown up, and I saw her. From the moment we caught eyes, I knew she wasn't like the other girls there. She was French. She had her top on. Plus, she wasn't puking. Uh, Jason London, not to be confused with his twin Jeremy London, okay. is in this film. I also really enjoyed this movie because of its great soundtrack, which featured the 90s hitmakers Eve Six. I'm a big fan of. <laughs> <laughs> um, and a lot of like hot tub scenes where Zach mm. Galifianakis gets chased by a bear, you know, hot blondes, big boobs. Just a really shitty comedy that I, I have to tell you that I loved. <laughs> Definitely, it's him playing kind of like a goofy role. Yeah, you know, which you wouldn't see him do now. He would be a little bit more kind of the the Bill Murray kind of 
cool yeah. slob guy. Yep. But instead, in this, he was playing like the goofy butt of a lot of the jokes. And what? Uh, yeah, it's, it's probably what he could get at that time. Right. Mm. But even at the time, I remember, <clears throat> I remember thinking that guy's funny. Oh yeah, I mean, he definitely is funny in the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you could kind of see if anything was going to be a takeaway, it might be him, and he might go somewhere. But, uh, yeah, horrible movie. Eight percent. Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> when did that come out? 2001. Because it definitely feels like it would have been like 1985 or something. You know what I mean? It, it feels it, like one of those movies. It feels like uh, it feels like Ski School. Like the although I love this film, but you could put it in there like like Better Off Dead. Mm-hmm. Like it could come out around those those types of. Genre well, Better movies. Off Dead though was actually was a pretty funny like, I mean I don't want to say like a real movie, but it I would say that Better Off Dead. If it had had a, a few brain cells removed, it would have been reminiscent of other movies of its era that were like weird comedies that would always have like one tit scene in them. Yep, you know what yep, I mean? Yep, yep. Um, and it would be worth staying up late for, you know, if, if you're at a friend's house and their parents had Cinemax or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And I feel it's like worth the wait, guys. I yeah, promise you. I feel like Out Cold is like in the tradition of that that type of film. So Ronald, um, this movie, <laughs> when I was younger, it it represented everything that I wanted to be when I was a kid. I wanted to be Wild, free, and I wanted to be a ninja. Ladies and gentlemen. It's not pocket ninjas with Robert Zadar, is it? Three ninjas. (laughs) Three ninjas is a fucking awful movie, but I can watch it all day. Rocky loves Emily. Rocky Rocky loves Emily. Rocky loves Emily. They were three brothers learning the ways of a ninja, but what started as a game suddenly turned real. Those kids. You should run. You should hide. You should kick their butt. Now, three heroic kids are taking on one ruthless criminal. And they're determined to have the last laugh. Enjoy the ride. Three Ninjas, rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. That's a great movie. So it's it's the perfect amount of stupid and ridiculous and villains slipping on banana peels and ridiculous. The the weird part about it is... With sound effects? Yeah, Does of it go, course. Whip, 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 when they slip on the <laughs> of course, and then when they like hit them with objects that should not hurt them, they hurt them. Like mm-hmm. if I throw a loaf of bread at a, a villain in this movie, they would it would knock them out. There were no parents around, which really didn't make any sense. It's to basically me. the Home Alone formula. Home Alone with ninjas. With ninjas. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and then the sequel had uh, Hulk Hogan in it, which was head up the ante. Put it like the ninjas that. kicked back. <laughs> the ninjas kicked. And then they knuckled up. <laughs> no. And then they took it to noon at High Something Mountain. Or Mega All Mountain, bad really. movies. There were that many? There's four. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. three ninjas, four? Does that mean 12 yeah. ninjas? Or does that mean seven carry, ninjas. The, carry the two? Yeah, it's 12. Yeah. <laughs> so bad. Three ninjas, one of my favorites. All right. Well, this one is another, uh, another atrocity. Uh, in 1988, when uh, Stuart Raffel uh, sat down with his buddy Steve Feek, and they worked on this screenplay, and Stuart Raffle said, you know, I think I've got the vision to direct this. Steve Feek said, you think you're ready, Stuart, to direct Mac and Me? Ooh, <laughs> Mac and Me. Um, noteworthy, this is, a, the, of, the, of the movies that I chose for my list, this is the only one where I could get both the budget and the gross. It was a $13 million ticket on this movie, and it made half that in the box <laughs> office. Uh, this is an E.T. ripoff in an era when... I guess it was pretty common to see the sort of low-budget rip-off version of a popular movie like E.T., but Mac and Me is adds the element of the little boy uh, who needs a friend and finds it in an alien um, by making the little boy uh, uh, 
someone who is confined to a wheelchair, which adds a certain element of danger and suspense to the film, including the dramatic scene where they meet. <laughs> now watch out, Ronald, because it's very subtle. You might not notice. You can cut that tension with a knife. Guys. Yeah, that, that music is great. And see, nobody believes nobody believes young Eric that he was oh. saved from that fall by uh, that fall into the pond by uh, by an alien or by a little pink man. And but gradually, it it it's extremely reminiscent of E.T. The little boy <laughs> finds out about the alien, he becomes friends with him, then he kind of brings his brother and sister into, or his brother and uh, a, a neighbor girl mm-hmm. into the fold, and everybody gradually uh, believes in it. Mm-hmm. The one thing this movie kind of adds is that the uh, that Mac, the uh, lead alien, who's actually, I found out Mac stands for Mysterious Alien Creature. I think that's oh. the name Eric gives him in the film. Oh, goodness. But we find that he and his parents, who we also meet in the movie, and they actually, uh, like, the whole movie is a story of him kind of being reunited, the alien being reunited with his parents. Mm -hmm. They're revived by, uh, like, pouring Coca-Cola on them and feeding them Skittles, (laughs) which is such an obvious, like, reference both to, uh, like, you know, the Reese's Pieces Pieces. and E.T., but also just, like, it's a weird thing because the movie, not only does it have Coca-Cola and Skittles, you know, and... And junk food galore being like the food for the alien, mm-hmm. but there's a there's a like a five minute scene that's a like a dance sequence slash escape scene that's set in a McDonald's, including a, an appearance by Ronald McDonald. And like since this was 1988, I guess they thought it was really cool to have people pulling up to a McDonald's where like there's people break dancing out front and stuff. It is oh, it like man. it's like a McDonald's commercial that they just kind of step into. <laughs> so you would assume with a name like Mac and Me and an extended McDonald's you know basically commercial in the middle of the movie that it was somehow funded. By McDonald's, but it wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, supposedly, there was absolutely no like corporate compensation for any of the product placement in this movie. So it was like it was I don't random. Yeah, it's it was... totally random. I don't know if it was like an attempt to make the movie seem more real or to make, remind people more of ET. One thing I did find out too that actually uh, was sad to hear is that the the due to the poor box office performance, the uh, planned sequel was shelved. Oh wow! That's... What could have been? Right. That could have been amazing. Steve, I think it's your turn. I am next. You're correct, Ronald. I'm going with a another 2001 film. Uh, I was very I was very uh, influenced influenced that, that year by shitty movies. <laughs> Is a uh, a film that started out as a short, a sketch on the Chris Rock show, um, and this is the film called Pootie Tang. Oh man. We have with us today a man who is so much a part of the culture that he scarcely needs an introduction. Pootie Tang, good to have you here with us. <laughs> Seven sound. Pootie Tang, you've had incredible success, and you've had it in a variety of fields, music, films, martial arts, pottery. How do you do it? What makes you tick? Uh, well, Bob, I'm a pawn Tony. Got my dillies on a pepper tang. I hear that. Now, Pootie, a lot of young artists, really, say that you are their inspiration. Well, I can't say that they know my brother. What a tie. I understand, though, you got a new movie coming out. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. It's called uh, Sign Your Pity on the Runny Kind. <laughs> wow. And who's in it besides yourself? Oh, well, there's, uh, there's Trucky, uh, Bad Biddy, Dirty D, Lacey, JB, uh, Biggie Shorty, and Robert Vaughn. And a lot of people don't really, I mean, well, you know, you look on Rotten Tomatoes, I think it's like 29% I have down here. 
uh, a movie that is so dumb and ridiculous and idiotic and you can strive to make sense of even what's being said in terms of the dialogue mm -hmm. but even so i laugh a lot during it's this a good movie, movie and it's really funny and it's written by one of the greatest comedians of our time yet, and directed yet the final film that you see if you if you ever, ever heard about this like yeah. he got fired yeah. during editing this movie we're talking about louis ck louis ck he got fired during this film like in post-production so even he is like a couple interviews i saw online in researching this a lot of the movie that we see is not anything that he intended in terms of what he shot. Yeah. You know, like somebody else was hired to recut it and all this shit, but um, a lot of funny lines. Uh, a movie that I will watch with my friends and everybody else looks at me like, what the fuck have you done? Why? Like, they, don't, they hate it. I mean, like, they really? won't watch it with me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I tried to watch this movie with a variety of people. They just didn't like uh, it. White, black, different kinds of sense of humor, whatever, and no one likes this movie. But I can easily catch it on TV, um, or I, you know, I own the DVD copy of this film, still. And uh, I don't know, just uh, all the all the wordplay and just you know the the thought that, well, the thought or lack of thought that just went into like even trying to create this vocabulary for this character, is um, <laughs> is is quite humorous to me. And uh, Pootie Tang, yeah, Pootie Tang. There definitely are, you know, there's some Pootie Tang aficionados out there for sure yeah hit up the wikiquote.org site and look yeah. up the pootie tang quotes um sadate was the one that always stood with me which um translates into generally positive interpretations <laughs> which this film usually it did not receive unfortunately so sadate. sadate mine is a horror film that came out in 2007 i think this was I, hmm. it, it was taken hmm. i don't know it's pretty bad so I watched this in 2007 with a group of friends, and my jaw dropped. It was so weird. Um, Black Devil Doll. John's Black Eye. Devil Doll from Hell or Black Devil Black, Doll? Black Devil Doll. Hmm. <laughs> okay. There's, there is a movie called Black Devil Doll. Uh-huh. My next one is a movie called Black Devil Doll from Hell. Hold on. From 1984. Okay, so black. About the super low budget, weird, yeah, deep, dark, creepy, disturbing thing with like the ventriloquist dummy. This. Yeah, this, that yeah, it sounds very similar. Um, this is Black Devil though. This is 2007 when I guess that you, that was. I might, guess it was like a parody of the. It might have been. Let me show you a scene from Black Devil Doll from Hell, and you can tell me. Black Devil Doll, the 2007 one, was probably equally as crazy. Well, th there's a lot that... This is crazy. <laughs> we have this on this... I was certain that there would be no overlap here, but anyway, here's a scene from Black Devil Doll from Hell. Is this buffering, or is this how no, this actually looks? Okay, so Black Devil Doll from Hell, which is so I will talk a little bit about Black Devil Doll from Hell, and then we'll go into Black Devil Doll because okay. you might you might find it might help you explain <laughs> why you chose it. Right. Um, Black Devil Doll from Hell, uh, shot in 1984, filmed in Philadelphia. It was written and directed by, and with a score composed by a guy named Chester Novell Turner, who was actually rumored to be dead for years and wow. then kind of popped back up recently um he also directed a movie called tales from the quadet zone which i don't know anything about <laughs> but 
online, there's scant information about Chester Novell Turner. There were rumors that he either died in 1990 or 1996 oh in a car crash. But the reason why I even saw this strange and disturbing and nightmarish and boring, but somehow a hypnotizing movie is because in the video store that we went to, uh, Primetime Video. Is this what you were asking about earlier on Facebook? Well, no, this is a different one. That, okay. That's for later. Um, the video store that we went to, it was one of those movies that was always there in the video store. It was just always there. Black Devil Doll from Hell, just mm-hmm. lurking on the shelf. You always would look over it, and you would see it, and you would just walk past it. It just looked cheap and shitty. It was the kind with no pictures from the movie on the box. It was mm-hmm. like a drawing on the front, and then just text on the back. And eventually, you know, if you're going to the video store every week or three times a week, mm-hmm. <laughs> eventually you say, oh, are we gonna? Let's check this out. Um, I mean, you know, your draw drops. It's truly offensive on some weird level it really is like a black exploitation film in a weird way or it's kind of at the end of the black exploitation craze yeah. i read a little bit i could find out so little about this movie but uh chester turner is um is uh you know supposedly one of the few like black writer directors who was making black exploitation films at this late date Right. Uh, I don't know what kind of an honor that is. Obviously, this movie was shot on video. Uh, that music that you heard in that clip is is like sort of the music throughout the movie. It sounds like a a, a a cat, a slow cat walking on a Casio. It's one of those movies that gets its uh, its seventy minute runtime, which is excruciating at seventy minutes. It gets it by almost not editing anything. And and the story that it tells is kind of a Twilight Zone-ish story of a super uh, religious woman that buys a, a doll, this kind of, it looks like a ventriloquist dummy that was painted to look like a Rasta. He's got like dreadlocks and, he, you know, and, uh, and, and basically she has a sexual awakening and then some really unsavory stuff happens uh, with, between her and the doll and it kind of makes her into this uh, crazy promiscuous woman who, who's chasing the, the passion she felt when she was having sex with the devil doll. It's a horrible, horrible film. I mean, I'm sure that it's offensive to women. It's offensive to anybody that, you know, it's offensive to religious people. It's offensive right. to video cameras. It's offensive to anybody. Um, and yet, because it was so transfixingly bad, uh, it was a movie that my wife and I bought on VHS and would occasionally play for people just to kind of see the reaction we would get. But I don't I don't really encourage that. Like, a lot of those people never called me back, Ronald. So Really? So yeah, I would say this is the movie that I'm I'm unrecommending, but I am saying that due to how horrible it is, it was perversely watchable. And to mm. me, that's sort of as you can see the standard I was adhering to for this list is yeah. how many movies are watchable precisely because, because they're they so they're hard. terrible. This movie is terrible on every level. Now, that, now that you know a little bit about Black okay. Devil Doll from Hell, tell me a little something about So I think Black it, Devil it Doll. was the same thing. Like I we saw a trailer on on the net that just didn't seem real like it didn't nothing about it seemed real rotten cotton productions presents a lewis brothers film in association with Ostein and mayberg black devil dog Starring the Black Devil doll as himself. Man, you got some big ass tits, but you ain't got no motherfucking brains. Black Devil doll. 
the the voice is really similar. It almost sounds like the same person. It probably isn't, but I saw the poster and uh he said something like, I'm gonna put my white dick in this and I'm gonna put my black dick in this white bitch. My cousin and I felt like we had to watch it after we heard that. It was ridiculous. So um it's actually about a black panther who gets put inside the body of this doll. This woman buys this doll and she does this seance and then it goes into the his name is uh, Mubia Abdul Jama is the dude's name, and he goes into the body of this doll and starts killing. He fucks the white women and then he kills them. It's one of the weirdest movies I've ever seen in my life. It, but it's one of those movies that if you have a group of people around, it you can't help but watch it. It's so fucking bad. I will say that uh, Helen Black, the character that has sex with the Devil Doll in, uh-huh. in Black Devil Doll from Hell, the original, as I like to call it. Um, Things don't go too well for her once she has sex with the devil doll. So that does seem to be a theme. That, yeah. Like, yeah do, does he like drive people to ruin, or does he just kill them? He well, because it's like psychological terror in uh, in this film. It is. So the girl that did the séance is like his main girl, and and uh, he he occasionally slaps her around. Like, there's a part where, like, they're having sex and she calls him the N-word and he, like, slaps her in the face. It's really weird, man. He does drive people to ruin. Some of the people he, like, lets live long enough to torture them. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's it's a fucking terrible movie. But so it sounds it's like so it, weird that we have the same movie. Because this was the movie I was certain movie. that nobody would have. But it's interesting that in researching Black Devil Doll from Hell, I kept seeing Black Devil Doll, and then I quickly realized I didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. I just noticed, oh, it's something from 2007, and I saw the poster, and I thought, I knew that it wasn't directed by the same guy. Yeah. Uh, so I thought, well, it's some kind of... I, it makes sense to me that somebody somewhere would have seen Black Devil Doll from Hell and would I have thought. decided to spoof it in some <laughs> yeah. way. But I mean, it really is like, you know, it's a dirty, it's a movie that makes you feel really dirty yep. after you see it. Yep. Same with yours? Same. That actually tied with that, tied with that, I was going to say a Serbian film. Oh. Uh, Fuck, man. I don't ever want to watch that again. Is that maybe it. a different list? Like maybe most disturbing movies? Most movie, disturbing you know? <laughs> movie I've ever seen in my fucking life. But I couldn't stop watching it. Yeah. I, bad, good movie, I guess, in that way. Like it kept me entertained enough to watch it through, but yeah. Fuck that movie. I will never watch that movie. Either, either of those films? Either of those yes. Black Devil Doll or Black Devil Doll from Hell? No. I marked those off. I just was making a note to myself <laughs> The trifecta. Yeah, I've learned enough about them to be good. It's like a memento situation. Life. You got tattooed on your arm. Yeah, don't see Black Devil right Doll. Don't, don't see, see Black Devil movie. Doll from Hell. I'm good. I'm good. So I'm going to bust out my... This is this is the last one I have because of our, our little bit of crossover. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, this this is absolutely, I think, even probably proclaimed on many lists as one of the worst movies ever made, especially commercially released pretty wide. Um, this is a film that, as a kid of six years of age, I was already well engrossed into what what property this film was, uh, I guess, taking advantage of or you know taking to the next level. Um, a lot of kids my age growing up in the 80s were very familiar with Cabbage Patch Kids, oh, which were no. very pure and fun and childish and, you know, whatever. Totally devoid of fart yeah. or booger I mean, humor. Yeah. As wholesome as it came. Yeah. Well, shit. you know, the top card company, they came out with the opposite end of that spectrum. Uh. 
so popularly referred to as the garbage pale kids. I collected the shit out of those. I still have my cards. I don't know where mine are, but I, I still have my little figurines in my parents' basement. I was obsessed with them. Uh, both ends of the spectrum, I was down for whatever. Um, basically, garbage pale kids were just the crudest, grossest things. <laughs> yeah, humanoids, like mix of what animals with humans. I mean, the grossest kid you'd well, I feel ever like think in the, of. In the cards, it was more abstract and kind of cartoony, but um, you're getting to the movie. I'm getting to the film. Holy shit, that movie's a nightmare. The garbage pale kids film, <laughs> which is so bad. Um, I love it though. It's it's fucking horrible. It's so bad. I wish I had clips like John had because there's mm-hmm. just to name some characters' names. Well, point me to film. some YouTube clips or something. Maybe I can splice yeah, some I'll, stuff I'll, in. I'll shoot. I'll shoot them to you. Maybe you can lace them in in, in post production. Mm-hmm. What is that? <laughs> 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 they came out to help us. Meet the garbage pail kid. Starring Nat Nerd, Windy Winston, Messy Tessie. Give him a chance, Tangerine, you'll like it. Ali Gator, Valerie Vomit, Lisa Gray. I'm to fired for this. Foul Phil. Nice to the Garbage Pail Kids movie. They may not be pretty, but boy, they make great friends. We have some characters by the name of Captain Manzini, Dodger, Tangerine, and Juice. Those are our main human characters in this film, Juice being the bad guy. Um, but, oh my God. The premise is that this trash can crashes from outer space. We see the trash can in this old antique shop um, owned by Captain Manzini. He tells his apprentice Dodger not to mess with it. Of course he does. And he lets the garbage pail kids out. And, you know, they chaos ensues. I got to work it in number 75. Um, but oddly enough, they're really good at making, like, fashion clothes and stuff. And it plays into the plot of this film. Now, are they not, like... Adult-sized babies with giant heads in this film. Well, in the film, they are. Uh, well, I mean, it's it, there's there's a uh, little people playing them in costumes, mm-hmm. but um, no, they are they are adults. Ad- they are kids that are <laughs> what like three quarter adult size, but very wide, and um, this is you know what I mean. So uncomfortable. <clears throat> this you've seen it, right? I I may have only seen, seen like extended pieces. clips, but every time yeah. I see a clip, it looks like. This, I'm showing Ronald now like a little screenshot of what they look like in the movie. Oh my god, that looks. And I mean, so they're like three quarter size human. I mean, there's like a baby. There, you know, there's the the one with a superhero cape with really bad acne. There's a girl who throws up constantly, whose nose runs, and there's an actual <laughs> alligator. His name is Ali, like A A L I Gator. Uh, okay. I don't, you know, that get it? Yeah, the play um, on the. God and Mackenzie Aston, you don't get. get so he's an alligator, <laughs> like he looks like an alligator, right, like the I got reptile. It. I got it. So what they did I was they it. took alligator and they yep. like separated got it. it between the I and the G. I'm with you. So his first name is Ali. So far, so good. Last name Gator. I, I get it. Ali Gator. You lost me. Oh damn! <laughs> what a fucking terrible name. I should have slowed that down. I went too fast, didn't I? Yeah, you did. But uh, God, man, what a blast to watch, though. I got to be honest with you. There's a scene at the end when. When Dodger steps up to Juice and like, and the garbage pail kids are helping him, and he beats him up, and and Tangerine is so impressed, and she tries to be his friend. He's like, "No, 
you were greedy. You were a bitch. I'm not going to be your friend. He puts her in his place. And the best part about this movie is that it ends on a cliffhanger. They had intended this to be a TV series. And better yet, it never happened. Mm-hmm. And in 2012, they announced that they're going to make a computer animated new Garbage Pail Kids film that we can all look forward to. Really? Yeah. So oh, it's an, wow. it's like another Mac and Me situation. Planned sequel fell through, but there's hope. There's hope. March 12th in 2012, it was announced by Michael Eisner's Tornant Company that they'd be producing a new movie based on the Garbage Pail Kids, likely to be computer generated. And the screenplay is in process right Did now. Did I say there's Ooh. hope? I meant there's no hope left in the universe. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. There was a point where this was on Netflix. I was going to say you have to find this on Netflix. It, and recently, you know how like they cut all those movies that like they lost the licensing for? Mm-hmm. I think it became a victim of that because re- I went in there to Why try Why wasn't to... that atop everyone's list of right. movies the, that I mean, Netflix it had to have been lost. in everybody's queue. Yeah, Couldn't right. they see it was popular? They should have yeah. spent the money to keep it. Somebody went. Uh, probably like everybody else, that morning I woke up and my queue was down so many movies, I didn't even notice that Garbage right. Pail Kids was gone from my queue. You know, just like I, everybody I, I else. I had it in my queue from day one of a yeah. member of Netflix, really? and I was very upset to see that it was gone. Good note, good note, though, I do have the DVD, so if either of you would like to borrow it, okay. I'd be happy to share sure. it. Um, and just some little statistics. Oh, please share. The movie made for $30 million. It made $1.5 million. <laughs> While it was pulled oh. from theaters because of parents protesting how negative the, the Garbage Pail Kids were. Which actually tops. I actually had to pull the like cards. Just like, you mean like in terms of them being gross or just like their negative vibe, their negative energy? Uh, I think being gross. And mm. I think they probably were... Uh, actually, in, gar- in the movie, they actually were pretty good-hearted kids, even though they were kind of gross. You know, no one ever understood them. Did, did, they, have, did they have what marketers call tood? A little bit. Yeah. But it was edgy oh, enough okay. that you're like, I want to yeah. kind of hang out with those guys. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. but most importantly, 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> Zero. That is an epic Steve, achievement. you need... To get on there and change that. You need to be the 1%. <laughs> uh, are we legit yet? Can I write in a review as, as me? Like yeah. I need burned... to get it up there. Like yeah. 1% point something. I, think you should. I mean, there's like a legitimate amount of reviews on there too, I think. Like it's it's a straight up zero. zero there's percent. a lot of green splats all over that page. <laughs> a lot of jizz. A lot of green Being jizz. shot everywhere. But Garbage Pail Kids. Fuck, that's, my, that's, my, that's my number one. So which one did Al Pacino play? What's that? Which oh, one yeah, did Al Pacino uh, play? <laughs> oh, I'm thinking of Dick Tracy. I'm thinking of a totally different film. Where he, <laughs> where he had like a latex There is a guy on. in there. Well, no, no. Actually, that's probably not. Yeah. He does kind of look a little like gangster-ish. <laughs> but I'm not going to draw that Tracy, comparison. Tracy, Tracy, Tracy. I, mean, I, mean, I always remember that for the Tracy, Tracy, Tracy. That was a great movie. Here's some names for you. Just looking. I think that this. was a great movie. That, you know what? I haven't seen it since I was a kid. I actually have a Blu-ray copy of it. If I, I thought about Dick Tracy in the last week, I might have put it on so bad it's good. But I, I kind of even... want to watch it. I kind of want to watch it. I haven't seen it since I was a kid. I feel like so... it must be so of its time, you know? <laughs> right. So I have a little game. So we have... Well, this one's a little hard. I'm going to name some of these Garbage Pail Kids names, and you tell mm-hmm. me what you think their, their, their oddity is. All right. Okay. okay. So we have. It's a new game called What's Your Defect? <laughs> Do we have like a little. What's your defect? I'll just do a couple here. Um, we have uh, Wendy Winston. I think he's a farter. You're absolutely correct. She is a farter. Oh! Wendy, Wendy, you get it? Oh, okay, okay, so that's one. One for John. Um, Valerie Vomit. Oh. Well, that's pretty self Think about it, guys. Don't jump, jump, don't jump to conclusions. Valerie Vomit. I think, she, I think she throws up. Okay, it's a tie game here. Ronald and John are neck and neck. Tiebreaker. This is the tiebreaker. I'm going to go with... I'm trying to find one of the guys, but they, they kind of suck. Um, 
Oh, man. I'm going to go with Messi Tessie. He's a pedophile. Incorrect. <laughs> oh. Very close, though. Messi. Ronald, this is your chance to save it and to take the game. Um, He's like a pig pen-like person. He's very dirty. I think there's a dirty diaper going on in this situation. She has snot coming out of her nose. Oh. And every time she touches herself, she takes snot from her and gives it to somebody else. Oh, my so you, fucking... So you, you... so you guys tied. That was good. Was good. So, so if you touch her, you're not just touching her snot, but you're touching the snot of everyone uh, that she's ever touched. There was also Foul Phil, who was a giant baby who had really bad breath, halitosis. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can see why you love this film, Steve. This it sounds... is ridiculous. Um, and I actually, I take it back. Wendy Wilson, I'm going to give this game to John because I just messed up. It's a guy. Oh. So, But you were right, though. Um, but anyway, I'm not... It's yeah. horrible. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking horrible. It sounds fucking horrible. It's weird, though. Mackenzie Aston is the, is the star of this movie who is... I believe he's Sean Aston's brother mm-hmm. and John Aston's yeah. other son, the other guy. Wow. Which, you know, a little little uh, Google fact for you, Ronald. Great. You thank can, you. Maybe you could submit that. I should. It's probably already on there. Probably Google's is. very smart. That's a fucking... So yeah. is that all four of yours or do you have one more? I think I have one more. All right, go for it. Um, and this... Wow. Speaking of the garbage pail kids, one of the cats... Has... Yeah, cats dropped the crazy <laughs> shit. <laughs> I was going to say, like... <laughs> Is Kathy Maybe it's Cat Wendy Winston here. Is Kathy Catshit one of the... Uh... <laughs> yeah. John, write yeah. it in the sequel, right? man. Yeah. Like this a, is your chance. A power dump. Like it's mm-hmm. Okay, so... I think we just all happened to be here the moment that the oh. cat litter lost its odor control properties. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's fucking... It's a big... It's a really strong... Yeah, you know, I'm going to manage that. Hang on just a second here, So you were you were, you were saying um, your last one, Ron? They, so I first found out about it through a cartoon, um, which had a name that was similar to it, and then I saw the second one where he battled the devil <laughs> and had a pissing contest. Oh, trauma movie, Toxic Avenger. I just remember him being in a tub, and and some radiation overcame him, and it became this. One-eyed green monster mm-hmm. with a mop that would put the mop up people's asses yeah. and piss on people. Meet little Melvin. He's a 90-pound weakling. Everyone hated Melvin. Yeah, I'm going to take this mop and shove it down your throat. They teased him. I'm going to do it with you. Okay. They taunted him. They tormented him until he had a horrifying accident and fell into a vat of nuclear waste. Transforming little Melvin into a hideously deformed creature of superhuman size and strength. Melvin became the Toxic Avenger. The first superhero born out of nuclear waste. Yes, the muggers and the rapists didn't know what law and order was until the Toxic Avenger came to town. I remember the the box of this one at the video store. Yeah, it's a very it's, heroic box. Yeah. yeah, like he's standing there on like with his with his mop up. Yeah, and it's yeah. like 
But the interesting Heroic. thing, the, the mutation made him muscular. So he was like really skinny, and then the mutation made him muscular and as you'd expect aggressive. it would, though. Yeah, yeah. aggressive <laughs> and perverted. So I remember, yeah, that 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 yeah, was that, that's a good choice. The I, first I, I time that, that I saw that was the first time that I realized that there was another. There were things <laughs> outside of cleanliness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The first time I saw, I was like. I'd seen breasts, I'd seen all that stuff, but it was the first time I saw something that was like, there are sick fucking people out there. Mm-hmm. Toxic Avenger did that for me. So it kind of yeah. helped my imagination too. Which Now, have I heard that they're remaking this with Arnold Schwarzenegger? I would love to see that. Have, is that my imagination? Really? Do you anything about this, Steve? I yeah, would love to that. see that. I, I mean, would that's love crazy. to see that. I think like, it's actually probably going to happen. If he makes that and a Conan movie. He's is back. he really yeah. still making it back? Yeah, he's yeah. at least ensured him. He his, promised he delivers on that promise. He's ensured that we will have a reason right. to do our bad Schwarzenegger impressions again he's someday really in the talks future. To remake the movie. Now, what? would he be playing? Would he be playing the Avenger, or would he be playing like you know? Because that would be know. less interesting if he weren't, frankly. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? If he's just playing like the bad guy or yeah, the chief yeah, of police, yeah. or that something. would be really cool. Yeah, but yeah, I I, I enjoyed that movie so. So, so bad it's That's good. That's my Talks last. So bad it's good. And you're closed out. I'm, I'm out. I'm tapped out. So I guess out. I'm down to my last uh, film. This this is a movie from 1972. You can Ooh. you can see I've gone backwards in time. Back. Started in 89. 89 was uh, Samurai Cop. 88 was Mac and Me. Uh, 84 was Black Devil Doll from Hell. And in 1972, it's, a, it's, a, it's another theme. These movies were all at least co-written by the director. Okay. So I was noticing that there might be something about these type of shitty movies that there's sort of an auteur theory of mm-hmm. shitty films. That yeah. you're more likely, if you've got no money and you're making a crappy movie, <laughs> you're more likely to be a guy with a vision. Sure. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. it's a strange thing, but it's true that you're more likely to be the guy who's doing everything. <laughs> uh, now, William Girdler, the director of this film, uh, was 31 when he died, if this is correct. Uh, wow. Born in 47 and died in 78. He made nine films. Wow. Including The Manitou. Which is, uh, a, a, I won't say a great film, but it's one of those movies that pops up every now and then on someone's like, hey, this is a weird movie that's actually kind of cool. It's very bizarre, and it almost deserves a, a role on this list. Uh, it's a story of a, a guy whose girlfriend finds out that she, that she has this like giant cyst on her back that turns out to contain uh, the reincarnation of a 400-year-old uh, like Native American uh, vengeance spirit. That's the Manitou. That's one of his more respected movies. <laughs> Did you like uh, th- This movie, uh, from 1972, clocking in at 80 minutes, uh, and at uh, a budget of $50,000, is wow. Asylum wow. of Satan. To those on the inside, filled with terror and evil beyond belief, a beautiful girl... Born from the arms of love, her very life a nightmare in the house of hell, with no hope of escape or mercy. What do you know about those people over there? Nothing. We don't ask. It's simpler that way. The doom at their last meal, with death as the dinner guest. If you don't mind, I didn't sleep very much last night, and I'm very tired. Now, the only thing I want to hear about or discuss is my immediate release. Sit down. Awakened by a mutilated, crazed animal who seeks her beauty to appease the bloodlust of a devil bridegroom, pursued to the canyons of hell to the edge of sanity by the bestial craving of the Prince of Darkness. 
the asylum of Satan. I actually really like the way that scene was filmed. I couldn't find that much information about Asylum of Satan itself. I was able to find an image of the video box that I remember, because that's when I saw this film was in college. And it was at a time when I was going there every week and basically renting every movie. I mean, my goal may have been to see every movie on the horror movie shelf. And this was one that just kind of stood out. And it was at a time when, you know, it was a little bit of that age where you do a lot of watching of stuff that you know is going to be bad. Mm -hmm. And I remember my girlfriend at the time complaining, are you ever going to rent anything... uh, that you think might be good, you know, yeah. ever again. Are you ever going to rent something that might be good? And I was thinking she might have a point. And then I rented Asylum of Satan. And it kind of confirmed my suspicions all along that if you look hard enough, you will find some things that are are so bad that they're entertaining to watch. I mean, right. this movie, you saw from the trailer, it's got that kind of satanic cult imagery. It's definitely, yeah. uh, like I said, a ripoff of Rosemary's Baby in that, you know, there's, there's something to be, uh, something about uh, the woman being used as a sacrifice to the devil. I did find in the research that it's rumored to use the same Satan costume that reuses the costume from Rosemary's Baby. Really? Just with a different mask on it. Um, it, It's got rubber snakes, as you saw in the trailer. It's got fake bugs on strings being pulled across the floor. (laughs) It's got a really funny severed head scene where a guy brings a severed head to the chief of police, and he says, where'd you get that thing? Or something to that effect. (laughs) It's just she a very got bizarre bit on movie. a lip by a snake. Um, oh, man. Charles Girdler, as I mentioned, a guy who directed nine films between uh, 1972 and 1978, including The Manitou. This is the one movie of his that I don't think has its own Wikipedia page. Oh, so wow. I'll say if there's one thing that this podcast can accomplish is somebody out there, get on this. Just like yeah. we need to get some positive reviews of, uh, of <laughs> Garbage Pail Kids on please uh, make a Wikipedia Rotten Tomatoes. We also need somebody to, you know, that'll be when we know we've arrived. If I look one day and I see that Asylum of Satan has a Wikipedia page, yeah. I'll that somebody out there cares. We've done our jobs. Yeah. This one I actually do recommend. This one was one, as I researched and I found like product reviews, people talking about it, that there seems to be a consensus that it is truly horrible, but it edges very easily into entertainingly bad from beginning to end. But I mean, it's another one where the acting is bad, the writing is bad, the directing is bad. Asylum of Satan. Asylum of Satan will not scar you for life like Black Devil Doll from Hell will. (laughs) (laughs) Or Black Devil Doll, either one. I'm tapped out. I got nothing. Nothing else. I do have a list of films that I may want to see. I want to see that one. <laughs> yeah, I need sounds to see that pretty one. damn crazy. Yeah, this is this is uh, good stuff, man. Yeah. This is uh, another one of those fun little one-off episodes we do. Where we kind of like try to powwow over a certain certain idea that we kind of passively talk about from time to time, and like let's just kind of condense it into something. There's probably so many more. Like there were a lot that I was thinking of that I was like, yeah, man, would that fit the list? But then I'd look look at the scores, and I'm like. It actually has like a really high score on Rotten Tomatoes, or right. it has like a really good IMDb score. It's like it must not have been that bad. So there's there's maybe there's a maybe there's another show in the making that we can kind of have. The impulse is to make fun of these movies, uh, but then as sort of a guy who's an armchair philosopher and talks a lot about movies but hasn't really made a feature yet, I have yeah. to tip my hat to anybody who has finished. Oh, a film. Totally. That's, yeah, that's, that's So that's, in that that's sense, you know, it's 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 kind of fun to sit there and snipe. But you know, part of the reason why it's fun to do this type of list is that there there is something. You like, even when you're suffering through it, you do like seeing that. You, you, you catch that weird passion. And I, I think every one of these movies that we talked about here tonight, somebody, somewhere, was passionate about it at some level. Yeah, you know, there was some, Somebody's like... I mean, it's hard to imagine this. The, the, yeah. Somebody's very proud. Somebody shit on that movie. <laughs> right. The assholes. Chester like, and Turner, if you're out there. I'm glad you're not dead. Yeah. <laughs> it's good it's to nice hear. guy, John. Mm-hmm. It's good to hear.
That's think, it, man. Yeah, yeah, wow. Thank you for listening. Right? <laughs> Why I think, do I, right? What, is it a question? You don't, not right? sure, you're not sure you want to thank them for listening? Yeah, thank you for listening. I'd say it's probably good. To, yeah, just thank you for listening. It's a yeah. statement, not a question. Yeah. I'd like to know other people's shitty movies so bad that it's good. So, so that, Actually, that so, would be kind of interesting so bad that it's to know. So bad that <laughs> so it's good. I mean, do we, do we uh, you know, hit us up on Facebook. Go to the Movie Schmovie Facebook page. If you're listening to this, yeah. if you're something. listening and you don't like us on Facebook, then you're not fulfilling your part of the bargain. But if you I do don't. like us on Facebook and you're hearing this and you have some some uh, idea of a movie that's so bad it's good, pop up on Facebook and uh, mm-hmm. and drop a line there. Also, it's been a while since we've bugged people about doing this, but it really is yeah. pretty Com- important. Communicate. Go to iTunes. If you're not subscribing to us through iTunes, you're just listening to us through the Mixcloud page or through the Movie Movie site. It really helps us if you subscribe on iTunes. Also, go over there and leave a review. Yeah. I know for a fact that there's at least three or four people listening. So I expect to see three or four reviews pop up on iTunes in the next week. I expect nothing less than that yeah. from these yeah. people, Steve. Don't, don't yeah. be a bitch. Right? I would agree. Right? I, I, I approve I that message. I do, too. I will track down the three or four people. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure we all personally know that. <laughs> yeah. So we should be able to make that happen, John. Yeah. We might want to break the you, list I down. Will. Break the list down. I'll take one. We'll split them up. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever gets the shortest matchstick uh, takes go. two people. Or the burned matchstick. Yeah. Right, right. Cool. Well, that was a blast. Thanks, guys, for listening. Thank you, Ronald. Thank you, John, for bringing me such horrible films that I look forward to not seeing. Mm-hmm. Maybe one or two. Uh, as always, you've made our day, and we'll talk to you guys soon. I'm sorry. <laughs> Bye.